Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining me today on the Divine Messages podcast. I have one of my very favorite people coming back onto the podcast with me. We did her episode almost a year and a half ago, and we recently had an interesting conversation that I thought we would share with all of you. So everyone, please help me welcome Pamela back to the podcast. Pamela, how are you? Hello, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm so glad you're back. I know we've wanted Thank to do you this for, for, having me. for so long. We've <laughs> talked about it. We're like, oh, I can't wait till you come back on and talk about timing because the conversation that we had the last time that we hung out was so in-depth and I really felt it was important to share these things because you and I love to help people and I think the conversation we're about to have about why we're doing this is because we think that it's really going to help people in their future and mm-hmm. choosing. I completely agree. Nicely, right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Joining me today on the divine messages podcast. I have one of my very favorite people coming back onto the podcast with me. We did her episode almost a year and a half ago, and we recently had an interesting conversation that I thought we would share with all of you. So everyone, please help me welcome Pamela back to the podcast. Pamela, how are you? I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so happy that you're back on here. You and I have talked about doing this again for a long time, and it's finally happening. You're here again. It is, and thank you so much for having me again. Well, last time we saw each other and we hung out, we had such an in-depth conversation about how it's so important to always trust your gut when choosing a psychic medium or healer. And you and I have both had some not so great experiences and I thought that it would be a really good idea to have you come back on here and share our views on all of it and maybe it will help people to choose their healers in the future wisely and so Pamela I really wanted to share some of my own personal experiences because I thought even like back in the day when I first opened up and I had my spiritual awakening I was seeking guidance I was seeking help And so I was looking from, you know, healer to healer and psychic to psychic to try to get those answers or to help me heal this like broken heart of mine. And I went to see this one particular medium and it was at this um, almost like a psychic fair kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. I remember going up to this guy and I was nervous, but I had something very specific that was eating at my soul and I really just needed guidance about it. And I sat down with him and I was so nervous. I'll never forget. I was like kind of shaking and stuff. And he just kept saying things to me and they weren't accurate. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I would be like, no, I really don't resonate with that. That's not for me. And I wasn't trying to be difficult. I was just like, nothing he said was actually making sense for my life. And at one point he got so frustrated with me, Pamela, he yelled at me and he said, then why are you here? And I was like, oh. <gasps> Oh my God. I was like so upset. I was already upset to begin with. And I ended up leaving in tears. I was in tears. And I just remember thinking like, my goodness, like I came to you just hoping and wishing for you to just at least say something that was going to help me in my life. And there wasn't any of that. And so I think from there, when I started doing this kind of work, I really wanted to be the person that was going to give it my all. I wanted to be the person that could help other people to lift them up if they're in a dark place to bring them out of it, at least to try everything I've got to get them there. And 
even how I tell you, because I know, Pamela, you've been into so many of the mediumship classes that I teach online. And I say to all of you students, like, look, when you're in a reading, I want you to be specific. I want you to be so specific that that person that's sitting with you, that client that you're helping will not doubt any of this. So exactly. And get all that validation. Yes. Um, really what they're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, again, I wasn't even like expecting a lot because I was pretty open and new to this at the time. So I didn't really know what to expect, but there wasn't one thing that he said to me that made sense. And I thought, oh my goodness, what is this? And I guess from there, I vowed to just, if I was going to do this work, I was going to do it with everything in my soul, everything that I had. I wanted it to be as accurate as I could possibly be because I didn't want to just prove anything to anyone. I wanted to help them because I was so okay. desperate for help. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And then from there, I remember a friend of mine had said, oh, I went to this Reiki healer and she's wonderful. You got to go see her. And again, I was seeking a lot of healing and I said, oh, I'll try her. No problem. And I went to her house and she was really sweet. And like, I felt like she was like a nice person. And I remember getting on the table and I felt a little bit weird though. I'm not going to lie. As soon as she started doing like Reiki, cause I had really not had a lot done to me except for the people that I was close to in my class and my Reiki master. So this was a stranger doing it on me. And all of a sudden I started to get this weird feeling. I can't explain it to anybody. I just didn't feel very good and I should feel good in Reiki. And when I got home mm -hmm. that night, I went to bed and I was ridden with nightmares. I mean, horrific nightmares. I was basically being psychically attacked in my sleep. And the next morning I had to do so much to clear that energy. And I thought, oh my goodness. So it's not that she was necessarily a bad person, but she wasn't protecting her energy or clearing herself and just kept whatever she had in her went to me. And as serious- Projected. And as scary as that sounds, we're talking about this, Pamela, because it is actually real. And that's why, if anyone knows me, they know how particular I am about who I let put their hands on me energetically. Because mm -hmm. I take energy work that seriously. I don't want to just go to see somebody and have them like put their hands on my energy and connect with me because I am so sensitive. And I'm not saying this is going to happen to everybody because we're also empaths but we're also really you know psychic mediums and so with that we're very open and we are targets for negative energies right so that's why I'm saying this not that it's this is going to happen to like everybody but I'm talking about the people that are sensitive and and are empaths this can happen yeah exactly and I know you've had a couple of really interesting and not so great experiences over the past couple of years. And that's why we thought that it would be important to share both of ours so that hopefully we can help others to choose their people wisely. Right. Yeah. So definitely. Our, I guess it was probably a year and a half ago. Was it? No, it was less than a year and a half ago. Cause we did the podcast. So about a year ago, I think you went to another healer. Yes. Right. So I went to another healer and I think just with wanting to heal and learn all at the same time and just experience all sorts of different um, healing techniques and different people, um, I did find another healer who I was excited to go see because I've never heard of this sort of healing and um, like a session that she had all 
kind of in a package. And I remember I was looking at her page and I kind of was feeling a little off and I, I felt like I needed to ask you about her. And you and I are very close and mm-hmm. whether I'm going to see a different healer, I'm excited to tell you about it or I do ask for your opinion all the time because I, I want to see how you feel about them as well, just to almost have kind of like that little safety with me. And yeah. exactly. And I remember I sent you a photo of her her website and her picture was on the website and you immediately were like, mm, I don't really know about this one, but you have to trust yourself if you really want to go see her and you're feeling guided to go um, to see this lady, uh, like go for it. Just make sure to protect yourself and shield properly and just like do a meditation before and just make sure you're comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was kind of on the hook for a while thinking, should I do this? Should I not? And I don't know if it was a little bit of ego that like, you don't think that anything could ever happen or just not listening to my gut instinct. I don't know what it was if I just wanted to really go see her because I wanted to experience something different. Mm -hmm. But I remember I decided to actually go see her and pursue the whole session. And I remember even right before the session, the day of the morning of actually, I ended up reaching out to you and saying, you know, Karina, could you please help me like protect myself? Please help me get ready for this. So like nothing bad happens of this session. And I remember you already were feeling really weird about that because you said like you shouldn't have to feel like you need to completely put all your walls up when you're going to see someone for healing and um we we talked about it I got over it I was excited we did a little protection prayer and everything and I remember as I was driving to her house I still felt a little off when I got there the moment I stepped right up to her front door I got the heebie-jeebies and I felt extremely weird. Like it was just very like an off energy. And I almost like in my mind, the yeah. little voice in my head was saying, turn around. Like, wow. don't, don't end up doing this. And I remember like she opened the door, super friendly lady, beautiful, very nice, welcoming, brought me in. And um, we were like went right into it. And I remember I was sitting right in front of her thinking, in my mind, I was grounding myself and asking my team, my spirit team, please protect me. Please make sure that like nothing attaches itself to me. Please wow, make sure that yeah. you guys have my back. Like I want everyone at every corner. And I remember I was looking at her because she was in the middle of giving me a reading. And I remember I was looking at her thinking, I wonder if she knows that I'm doing this in my head right now, that I'm asking for extra protection. Right. And Yeah. And like the session was quite accurate. I have to say everything that she did say was very accurate. And like it was a a very interesting experience. But the outcome of that whole experience was definitely not something I ever would sign myself up for again, because it actually almost pretty much was terrifying afterwards. Okay, so let's tell everybody what happened afterwards. So afterwards, things started to get a little bit weird at my house. Um, My kids kind of, they were having nightmares every single night. And this went on for about two weeks. And I remember I never said anything to you right off the bat, because I just, you know, you have little kids at home and nightmares are normal. So I was like, you know, okay, they're having nightmares. And then it started to get into, I wasn't able to meditate, because I was seeing things that I didn't want to see. 
I wasn't able to like ground myself properly because again, every time I'd close my eyes, I was getting like these just like spooky feelings and I was uh, like visioning certain things that I don't want to see. And then I remember when it finally hit me was when my husband was putting my daughter to sleep, one of our girls, Mm -hmm. and he came out of the room. And as you know, and I don't know if we mentioned this in the last one, but he was very, he was very skeptical and kind of nervous when I first opened up about my whole spiritual awakening and everything that's been happening to me. And at first he was very freaked out. And then I reassured him that everything would be okay. I, everything is only from the light and positive energy and everything. And I said, don't worry about it. So he finally warmed up to everything. And now he's my number one supporter. But he came out of that room that night and he said, Pamela, get it out of our house. Wow. Oh my God. And I, and I remember when he said that it was like the instant chill up my spine. And even right now I'm getting emotional and I almost want to cry because it was the moment that he said that I knew something really was wrong because he, he doesn't say things like that. And he explained what he saw in the bedroom and it was just a shadow. And like, you see shadows all the time, but it was enough to freak him out and for him to know that something was off. And then I remember immediately I reached out to you and said, please help me. I need, I, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And I remember as soon as you messaged me, I knew where it came from. And when you did reach out to me, by the way, like when you had sent the photo and stuff, I remember saying to you, um, Pamela, are you sure you really want to do that? You know, I can't tell you what to do, but you did ask me for your advice. Mm-hmm. And I said, and I remember saying this to you, I said, personally, I wouldn't go to her, but you have to go experience what you got to experience. And I know that yes, again, you went against your gut, which I have done myself. So we all understand this, but whatever was it attached to you, we knew the root of where it came from. And so Mm -hmm. it wasn't pretty and it was really scary. Yes, absolutely. It was terrifying um, to your children and to your husband and to you. And I don't think you could have seen it fully because it was attached, right? And hence Mm -hmm. why you were having these like flashes of really dark things. And during meditation, I'm like, that's not normal, Pamela. And so, yes, obviously we had to go to work and get rid of this thing. And even sitting here talking about it, I think that you were supposed to, unfortunately, I'm going to say this, uh, supposed to go through that experience because it did like it was a very important lesson. It was an extremely important lesson, a crucial lesson for you to learn as a healer going into this you know and even to say like some people would question well why would if you're a light worker why would you have to go through this I can you know the two things that I mentioned in the beginning about my experiences that's just the beginning I could sit here and write a book about that stuff I went through hell and back to be who I am today as a psychic medium this was not easy and I think that's why I became a teacher because I went to all those like dark places and oh my goodness, I wanted to teach the students and teach people on how to not go there. And sometimes, yes, we have the red flags. The red flags were there. And I will say that because you came to me and asked me and I said, Pamela, if you're really worried about it, that says something to me. And then right before you went in, you said, can you help shield me? And I was like, I already had a bad feeling, which I told you. It wasn't like I didn't tell you that, but I Mm -hmm. said, I'll do what I can. But again, sadly, this was supposed to be part of a lesson for you. 
as a light worker, we have to see both sides. We have to know that both sides exist. And I've seen both sides and I know which side I work for. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> if someone's like questioning me, like, oh, you know, what is she doing and stuff? But I know which side I work for. I know the difference between light and dark. And if what we do comes from a really good place in our souls, none of this can ever be wrong. But not everybody has that same intention. Some people go into this line of work and they do initially want to help people. And then sometimes there's the darker side where it's like, let me show you power. This is what you can do. And then it becomes um, an ego journey. And then mm -hmm. they get attachments stuck to them. And then unfortunately, those attachments, not will, they won't always go into the average person, but someone like you who is extremely full of light and sensitive and an empath, you're an easy target. And so you just got hit psychically. And that's what we call right there, everybody, a psychic attack. And not that she did it intentionally. That's not, that's not what I'm trying to say here. But the point is that whatever she was working with really attached itself to you and ended up trying to destroy you in the meantime. Isn't that wild? Exactly. Yeah, it is. And I think it's just so important to think, even as a healer or just any person off, like off the street who is just looking to get healing or go see somebody and get some answers or even just kind of really go for the ride and try something new. It's so important to to actually listen to that little voice that we have in our heads because they we have it for a reason, right? And so many times you hear that little voice and you do something quite the opposite and then you kind of get kind of like the kick in the butt later and you say to yourself, man, I should have listened to myself. I knew I shouldn't have done that or I should have said that or whatever it may be. But we do have those voices. And I think I think the one thing that's quite important from even just my experience is to know, to understand that. And if you are feeling weird or something feels off to maybe look into it a little bit more or like do your research a little bit more or just maybe even listen to it and say, you know, maybe this isn't for me. I need somebody else or I need to go somewhere else. And mm -hmm. I think it was a very important lesson, which I'm very grateful that we've passed it and I've learned from it. And <laughs> yes. now hopefully that will never happen again. But yeah, like we could have saved that whole situation from the beginning, right? So. Right. And, and looking back in hindsight, you can say the red flags were all there, correct? Exactly. All of them. 100%. Up until yeah. the moment that you walked to the house, like to the door. And yeah, even the moment it. sitting in front of her, because you, I don't think it's very normal to sit in front of someone and already start trying to, again, shield yourself and ground and push anything away and have those thoughts in your head. Like, I don't think it's, <laughs> I don't think it's very normal to do that. So like literally all the way into the session, it was a red flag. And I knew that and I felt it and I didn't listen. And I'm glad that you're saying that the red flags were there because, and we both know they were, but it's to be able to share this and say to others, the red flags are always there. We choose sometimes not to listen. And I'm the first person to admit that I have gone against my intuition so many times and always at the end said, I knew it. I knew it and I didn't listen. And not that I regretted it because I did learn something from it, but the lesson sucked, right? Wasn't fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so exactly. But another thing is too. look at, yes, you went through a really terrible lesson. However, 
you're here to talk about it and hopefully save other people from that same choice, right? Yeah. And that's yeah. why we're doing this today. So thank you for being so open and sharing that because it will help others. And that was the whole point of doing this other episode. Of course, of course. I, if I could say, if I could say this to thousands and thousands of people, I would do it over and over again, because I think it's something that's very important and it gets kind of missed in the whole process. I think people do need to understand that when you are choosing a healer, a psychic, a medium, to really do your research. And again, I can't say that we're not going to make those little mistakes. I made them back in the day when I was opening up spiritually. And I, I, you know, with this lady, it was like a word of mouth. So I'm just going to trust it. And you should trust your friends to go through word of mouth. However, not everybody is for you, right? So sometimes your energy isn't meant to be with that person. And I did make those mistakes as well, but our hope is to help others to not make them. And I think it's also important when you are looking for somebody to help you with your healing journey, that you really just trust Trust. your gut, trust that intuition, trust if that is the person for you, because there are other people out there that are doing this. And yes, they do it from the light, but some of them have gotten carried away with the whole business idea of it. And even as a teacher, and Pamela, you know this, right, in not only your Reiki classes, but in the mediumship classes, I say to everyone, if you're going to do this work, you must do it from a place of love, from the biggest part of your soul that genuinely wants to help to lift others up. And if you get carried away with coming to take a course like this, like the Reiki course, for example, or you come to mediumship classes, and then you go off and you're like, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to do this as a business and I'm going to do this, this, and this, and this is what I'm going to charge. And if you do it like that, if you think about the money aspect of it, spirit will shut you down. They won't bring you the clients. They won't bring you the people to help because you're not doing it from a place of love. And believe me, as a teacher, I've seen it happen. People will say, some of the students have said over the years, why do I not have any clients? And I'll bluntly say back, because you're coming at it from a business. You're not coming at it to help others. When you take the money out of the equation and you do this with passion and love, spirit will always protect you and always provide for you. Yeah. And I think that's a whole part of just trusting the process as well, right? Because if you are doing something that you are so passionate about or that you just really care and you are coming from such a good place to help, all of that all of those other worries, like they will be taken care of. Like, I believe that if I'm putting in the work, 100% of my work and doing what I am meant to be or what I think I'm meant to be and how I want to help people, I believe that it will come back in, in other ways. And whether that's the money or just a bunch of abundance, like it, 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 you just need to trust that it is going to come but just focus on really what you are here to do. Focus on service and spirit will always provide because money is just an energy. And I know that people struggle with that. And I think that even for me, when I first started this work, Pamela, I started it because I was so broken that every time I would help someone, it was like I got a little piece of me back. And it was the most rewarding thing that I've ever felt in my entire life. And then it became 
okay, I was guided to do it by donation. So I worked um, by donation for the first, I don't know, X amount of time. And then it was, okay, Karina, now you're taking time away from your family. I ended up leaving the other work that I was doing, like little, little side jobs, because I had no time because I had young babies at the time. And so I was guided to start setting a fee. And then as the years progressed, I've gotten to a place that I have done some increases in my pricing. And the reason is, I've put through so much time, not only into courses back in the day, but so much time really fighting off negative energy and really taking on a lot and all the lessons. So, and a lot of people that I've helped along the way, like those have not been easy. I've had to do some pretty difficult trying work. And in my heart and soul, I feel that I deserve to be charging what I am charging at this time in my life. And I've watched some students come out of this and go, well, Karina's charging that. I'm going to charge that. And I'm like, you do you. I will never tell any student what to do with this stuff. Once I leave, I will guide you and help you, but I will not have any part of the business stuff. That's between you and spirit. But I've seen it where people have gotten carried away with, well, I want to make that kind of money. And I'm like, you guys, you know, I, and in my mind, I'm thinking, but you don't realize that I did this by donation. I've been doing this for so many years now. I've put in a lot of time and energy and work into this that it, you don't just come off and say, well, I'm going to charge this and and get it carried away with the ego part of the the dollar signs because that's when things can go negative and then you open yourself up to some pretty negative energies out there. And that's when you can get carried away with the the egotistical, let me show you what I've got. Let me prove to you I'm a good medium and or psychic or healer or Reiki master or whatever. And sadly, I've seen it happen. And I think I've met some other psychics out there, and I know you have, that definitely run things like a business. And I'm not saying that that's not part of it, because it is part of it. Yes, you have to, you know, clock your time and like make certain appointments by the hour or whatnot. But I've seen it where people get carried away with overcharging or um, cutting people off right at the, I had one client come to me and said this really good psychic in, in our city that she had gone to see and she was about to tell her something so important about her child. And at the last second went, oh, our time's up now. Okay. We, and she walked her out and she was like, what happened? Like, what do I need to know? And I thought, oh my gosh, how can someone not forget about time, forget about the extra you're going to go over, tell them what you need to tell them. And if anyone knows yeah. me, I am notorious for going over time. And, you know, some people would say you should charge for that. And I'm like, yeah, but that's not how I work. If I'm sitting there and I'm trying to get the messages out through spirit to them, and they're most of the time crying, how can I just be like, and your time's up, good luck with that, get out. I mean, I know there's some people who can try to take advantage of that, like of me and my time, but I'm always I always get the heads up on that one, but 99% of the people are genuinely just there to get help. And that's my job is to give them everything I've got, whether that's an extra 15, 20 minutes, 45 minutes, I've gone over by just an hour and a half the other day. And I guess I care. And yeah. I'm not saying I'm perfect by any means. Like I, that's not what I'm trying to say here or imply, but I think there are a lot of people that we've met and, and I've heard about and things that are really gone into this and it's become a business. And I know you recently had 
an experience that um, kind of made you a bit wary of the person after the fact, right? And would you be willing to share that? Yeah, of course. I I did have an experience like that, and I went to go see I went to go see a psychic medium, and she's also very well known. And I was very excited to go see her and just kind of see what she had to say and how she kind of runs the show for herself and like the session was pretty good I mean she did give me a couple um, great messages and validated some things for me but I also felt like it was uncomfortable because throughout the session it was almost kind of like a sales pitch there was so many points that she was saying like you know like she knew I've been struggling with a stomach problem for quite a while and no doctors can really figure out what it is. And she actually touched on that and said, like, I know that you're having stomach problems and went into detail, but immediately it was like, I do this type of service. You need to come book this. And then two seconds later was something else about some sort of device. And throughout the whole session, it almost kept getting like the, the session part was getting paused because she was telling me about all these things that I need to buy or do um, to heal or to figure something out and like all the way into the end of our reading she even like when it was time to pay she kind of stood behind my back to make sure that there was like that I was paying properly there was like a and I'm not saying not to tip somebody but like the tip option was there there was no like you couldn't really play with it and pick what you want or even like for somebody who doesn't feel like they the need to tip there was no no option and the most uncomfortable part was that she was literally behind my back watching me pay and like throughout the whole session it was just very uncomfortable and I was thinking to myself like oh my goodness like you're so well known and I was so excited to come see you but I almost feel like it was what I came to receive from you was a little bit taken away because it was almost like going into like a sales pitch literally is what it was the whole time. And two things I want to say is one, I do also think another lesson learned was what not to do as a healer for you, because you're not that person. You would, you're such a kind, generous soul that I know that you don't have that in you to be like that. And it was a lesson of, oh my goodness, this is people are out there doing this and I know this is not what you're going to do. And, and I I think think even me starting off is I'm still learning as much as I can and trying to get everything processed and learn and uh, all different uh, sorts of techniques that I could use on a client or just anything really to help as much as I can when I have somebody come see me and you know, and everybody in our circle knows I have a very hard time even doing by donation because I want to help so much. I just want to do it all for free. Just give all of me. And now I am starting to notice that it is a lot of energy and a lot of my time to from my family or just genetically. I'm, I'm more tired because I'm putting all of that effort into giving somebody what I want them to receive. But also I, I also, I can't imagine having a session and, sales pitch throughout the whole thing and charging extra and you know like to a certain extent I mean if you go over by who knows let's say two hours or something and you were to charge something like that but if you're feeling like you need to give this to someone I can't imagine 
charging that or or stopping making someone uncomfortable <laughs> exactly or stopping oh, in the now. middle of talking your time exactly. are over i and i understand that and i think i always say to everybody the biggest and well the most important thing about money is that it is just an energy most people view it as something that's evil or wrong or to be greedy but I know that when I do my sessions and I charge what I charge for my time, I do factor in the energy that it takes for us to do this kind of work. We're putting ourselves into an energetic position that we could be psychically attacked. We could take on the energy of the person, the negativity that they're carrying. There's so many factors that go into why we have to charge for our services. And I did a whole episode before about should healers charge for their services. And I tried to explain why. I've taken time away from my family. I've put all my effort into and soul into helping someone. So when we do that, there must be some sort of energetic exchange. And money is no different than the you know water coming out of a tap. We assume that it's always just going to be there the minute that we turn the water on. Money is the same way. If we live in the flow of abundance, it's always going to be there. So we don't need to put a negative energy behind being paid for something. But the exactly. problem and is, all come for all of it to come from a place of love, right? Yeah, there's a big difference. And just exactly, I think so too. And I think a lot of a lot of people do get lost in that, and they do see the potential of like where you could go with this, and like even just watching all of like like the psychic mediums that are on TV and stuff. And yes, that's the dream. And I know everyone would say like it's easier said than done to just trust that everything will flow the way it's supposed to but I mean uh, I think a lot of people get lost in that and it's really sad to see because really at the end of the day all we're trying to do is help and to get lost and just think of more of the monetary of that is it's sad because everyone is trying to get some sort of answers or some sort of guidance in their life and I don't think it should be taken advantage of. And you and I actually met at Teresa Caputo. That was, what, four years ago or so? And yeah. we went to see Teresa Caputo twice, right? I think we did. Did you come with me twice? No, I went twice. We went, went We went once. once. You came yeah. with me once. Okay, so we met there once. And then we also went to see um, John Edward recently. And yeah. in those two group readings, like we would look at each other. Both of us are tearing up because we understand that when we're in there and they are helping people, it's real. We get caught up in that emotion of, God, I want to do that. I want to just be able to give, you know, this validation to others. And that's a good, that's a good way to look at it. Maybe is what I want to say. Like when it comes from that place of even you would look at me and you're all crying and stuff and you're like, I know what that means to you. It means I want to help people like that. I would love to validate their loved ones and, and to help people from struggling. Now, we've talked about it so many times and we always say like, this is why we love doing what we do because when we can validate for others and, and we do help, it fills a part of our soul that, I don't even know if we can articulate this the, the way that we need to. It just gives us a little piece of our, our puzzle back to us, the pieces that are the fragments of our soul that are all over the place through trauma and through difficult experiences, we get a little piece of ourselves back every time we help someone. And that, that feeling of like, it's just special, I think is 
one of the words it's just like this warm feeling on the heart that you did something like that or you're able to do that for somebody and you know my life Pamela I'm very open clearly I explain a lot of my life on the podcast but you know that I've had some very difficult times and I I know that through helping others it really does help me to keep going because there's so many times where I get so overwhelmed by past pain and trauma that I do want to give up sometimes I can't say that I don't it's true but when I get into a low like that and I start going into that or down that rabbit hole all of a sudden I've got you know 10 people messaging me that day looking for appointments and I go okay I'm not allowed to stay there clearly spirit doesn't want me to fall that low and they know that when I help others it it just picks me right back up and so that's why I work so much and I know sometimes I say I'm exhausted and stuff but you know I'm very blessed to work that much and that I'm so grateful people trust me the way that they do. But I also mm -hmm. believe that spirit does that and keeps me so busy because they know that it's what keeps me going in this world is helping others. That's, it's the greatest gift that I could get back from the universe um, for having these crazy abilities that sometimes I get upset with, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I do have to say, just being your student and your friend, I think the one really incredible thing about you is that you are so focused on details and really just giving those messages to someone and just you, you never leave someone hanging, you know, and you always manage to squeeze somebody in if you need to or work around something or you you do a prolong a session if if like spirits guiding you to continue saying things and i think that's that's one of the things that i really look up to you as well is that you do care and you do put the time into it and you like you give everything is so detailed and everything is so like well said and it's it's really incredible Karina what you do Thanks, so having Pamela. someone to look up to like that is like yeah it's just it's beautiful to know that I have somebody that's so trusted and so many people talk about you and I always every time I I see someone I'm, I always tell them they should come see you because you do give off that delight really well, thank you. I try really hard to give all of me. And the reason that I do that is because the person that brought me into all of this did that for me. And that was Durek, my Reiki master. He was that person who I could call, like I said, in the middle of the night and he would help me. He was the greatest mm -hmm. teacher. He helped us so much to open up in a safe manner and taught us things that I probably never would have learned, and I'm so grateful to him. That's why as a teacher, I try to give all of me to all of you because he did that for me, and I'm still and will forever be grateful to him for it. That's why mm -hmm. I try. At least I try to live up. What do they say when you try to um, oh my live goodness. up to their expectations? Yeah, like I want him to be proud of me from the other side because he crossed over a year ago. And I want him to look at me and think that he's proud of the work that I've been doing because I do try. I try really hard. I'm not perfect. I have moments where I, you know, get frustrated and angry about things in my life like anybody else. That's a human, human feeling. But I do try my best to 
do the best work that I can do by helping others and giving them all of me. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I, I think with um, the way that like you look up to your Reiki master and you want him to be proud of you, which is something incredible of how the way that you teach all of us, your students, and even just the way that you talk on your podcast, because I feel like there's such a big jaded um, persona on top of like psychic mediums in the world. And so many people like don't trust it. And for you, you work so hard in how you teach us and how you uh, just make it like all of the classes so specific and learning things. And I think it's, it's really cool to see that you teach us to not be very generic and to really give off what somebody's looking for and to validate certain things. And I think by you thinking so much of how you want to live up to those expectations and be like a good teacher and teach everything that you've learned because you're so very open with everything like that is it's really cool to be a student and actually like learn those techniques too and be able to now be like the next generation under you to work so hard for you to be proud of us but to know that we are doing things properly as well. Oh, and that's why I love when you guys come to class. You're in the advanced mediumship class and you've been doing it for quite a while now and it's every three weeks and and I push you guys and I push you hard, but I do it because I know what you can do and I do think that we get a bad name. There's psychic mediums out there that really give us a bad name, unfortunately. Um, sometimes there's people who do cold readings where, you know, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of cold readings, but or like where they're saying, you know, you're looking at them and you're picking up on their energy and their mannerisms and you're reading their body language rather than reading them. And that's mm -hmm. why I say to you guys, I'm like, I can't even look at the person when I'm reading. I don't want to look at their face. I, I focus on something and that's when I can see. And I wanted to teach all of you how to do that so that you, that you have real validation. Because I say to all of you, I don't want you guys to tell people, oh, your dad misses you or something so vague. I want it to be very specific. Go into that childhood home. Take a look around. What, do, you know, does the flooring look like? How did this person pass? What did they say to them? Like word for word, like those are the kind of things that I especially have worked very hard at. I'm a very, um, I'm very hard on myself and I can be known to be a perfectionist. So when I agreed to do this work with spirit, I said, you cannot make me look stupid. Like I don't want people to not even stupid, but I didn't want people to question me because we already have a bad rap for being a psychic. Right. And mm -hmm. I remember threatening, not threatening in a bad way, but a long time ago, I said, if you make me look crazy or I will quit this and I'll go back to retail because I loved being a retail manager. Like I, that was something I was really good at and that I enjoyed. I really enjoyed my job. So I'll quit this. I'll quit it. And I will mm -hmm. go back and they're like, no, Karina, this is your purpose. And I said, okay, if this is my purpose, please help me to be so accurate because I've seen and experienced just like you have other psychics and mediums out there that are trying too hard maybe, and they're not trusting. And it's not to say yeah. that they're bad at it. They just might not have that full trust. And that's what this comes down to is trust. Us trusting the messages and the guidance that's coming through us through a channel and not trying to 
um, make it up or read someone's energy or their mannerisms and things like that. Because I can't tell you how many people come to me with no jewelry on. Recently, one one of the ladies had told me, she said um, her friend and her had booked readings with me. And I was like, oh, that's great. And she said, well, we have to tell you the truth. We actually came with um, fake names. They even went as far as making fake Facebook and Instagram pages under that fake name so yeah. that just in case I would Google them, that um, that's what I would see. And I thought, wow. And that's where people go that far because there's been such ingenuine people out there that are doing this not for the right reasons. And there's I wish there was some way to to change that or kind of it's kind of to like bring it back a little bit again and not have that on like on the title because I mean as a new person who's trying to explore this spiritual journey and awakening and try to open all of this up and even coming out to family and friends is so hard now Karina like I mean every time I'm always so hesitant to say what I'm doing or what's happening because so many people do have that like distaste on their tongue and they're like, Oh, of course you're trying to be the next like psychic one 800, like cool. Like uh, I don't even, they don't even really want you to practice on them or even try to do a reading or grow as your own individual. They just don't trust it. And it's, it's really sad that it's kind of come down to that because I don't know, like it, it just makes it very hard to come out and, I think that this is such a special gift that so many people do have um, that like, it's incredible once you do completely open it up and you are able to heal and help and give messages off, but to actually get out of that shell and completely be extremely prideful of who you are. And this is what I'm doing. I'm a psychic, I'm a medium. And you know, like everybody come at me, let me show you. It's really hard to get out of that that shell because there already isn't enough trust and there's almost like so many people are looking down and I guess in a way it's it's good because for me I would love to learn everything that I can and be able to have somebody sit in front of me and be skeptical and completely wow them so it's almost like a little bit of a drive but it at the same time does have the negative effect of I'm scared to tell people what I do and I'm, I'm nervous to come out or it makes me, it makes, I think the journey so much harder too, because I'm, I'm still so new at this and learning and trying to just pretty much go with the process and learn how to say things that I see or feel or intuitively am hearing to somebody and make it make sense to them. It just makes it so much harder too, because now you always think that everyone's so skeptical and it just like, is that extra pressure on you? That's a lot of pressure. Believe me. Yeah. I understand the pressure very well. <laughs> and I literally, Pamela, I only started really kind of coming out two and a half years ago. And when I say that, I mean, I've been working and doing this for now at this point, I think like almost nine years. And, but I always hid from it and I didn't advertise what I did. And I know not many people knew because yes, when certain family members and stuff would find out, it was like, oh, and I lost a lot of people. I'm not going to say I didn't. I lost a lot of friends, not really family, but friends. And then I was, I guess I was always so guarded because I was afraid that 
what they were going to think of me. And, and some people yeah. thought what I was doing was wrong or, you know, I was judged so many times that when the podcast came out, when we first started it two and a half years ago, I thought, uh oh, here we go. People are really going to find out what I do now. And I think that actually genuinely helped me to hold my head high and say, this is who I am. This is why I do what I do. And I ended up having to just say, here I am. And I can't hide from it anymore. I refuse to hide from it anymore, to be honest. I'm at the point in my life where I have work to do. I want to help the world. And if people are going to judge me, that's going to say a lot more about them than it does about me. And I think you have to view it as that. You have to hold your head high and know that you have these abilities and you're going to get the skeptics. You're going to get people that are going to frown upon what you're doing, but you have to rise above it and just do the work anyways, because that's what you're being called to do. Yeah. And if you do it and with it, love, nothing else matters, Pamela, nothing. Exactly. And it all falls down to that. Oh, so favorite word of mine, just to trust. <laughs> Yes. You and I talk about that all the time. I'm like, Pamela, you're so good at this. You just have to trust it. It's not that you're learning how to do this. It has nothing to do with abilities. The only thing it has to do with is you trusting, trusting yeah. spirit. Because again, um, I think why you don't trust is because, and believe me, I can understand this because there's so many people that do question this and are skeptical it's hard to trust because we're so afraid to be wrong we're so yeah. afraid to be wrong I guess you're what you're telling all of us psychic mediums that are still in hiding not trusting <laughs> that it's time for us to trust and just get out there and, and do, do what we're meant to do and do it with just a full heart and see where it takes us really a hundred percent you need to do that and for all the students that are in the group with you, like some of them are, you know, nervous as well to go off and, and do readings for people. And I'm like, but there comes a point where you just have to jump in and go for it. Because if you continue, you know, to wait, you're just going to keep pushing that time off. And there's all those people that need you out there. It's time to just get to work. That's how I see it, at least. I know I'm kind of pushy as a teacher, but when I see the potential and what you guys can all do, I'm like, let's go. Come on, help me help everybody else, <laughs> right? And, you know, I think that's so important because just even being a student and watching how much the girls and, and gentlemen have grown in the classes that we have, right? And so many of us yes. are so nervous to get out there because of, the fear of being wrong or making a mistake and just like the opinions of what's more commonly out there that psychic mediums are like a fraud it's it's sad because we see each other grow so much and we have these amazing classes with these crazy like experiences that we all go through at different days different classes and like these big stepping stones that we climb and all of us are rooting for each other and we know that we're ready. It's just that little kick in the butt to finally get out there and forget what everybody else thinks. And just, you know, at the end of the day, if we are putting in the work and doing what we're supposed to, that maybe some of those skeptics that are out there thinking that we're just going to give off generic answers and um, responses to them or any of the sort, 
maybe one day one of those people are going to be like, you know what, you completely changed my mind. And that's just exactly what needs to happen is more people that really care to give messages and very intense, um, like very validating, intimate messages to people is what is going to change people's minds. And they will see that this really is a special gift. And it's really incredible when you can go and be a part of someone who's able to channel and give you that. I think it's, I think it's really incredible. It's beautiful. I think it's beautiful as well. And watching you all every three weeks um, read for each other and the messages that come out, you're all, you are all so incredible. And the only thing I see is the fear in the way, the fear of being wrong. And that's where I think, well, we have a class coming up this Tuesday. And maybe that's what we're going to discuss in class is it's time. Let's go. I know all of you keep coming to these classes and I know where you're headed. I know what you're supposed to do, but everybody's so afraid to jump in and say, I can do this and I'm going to start doing this and start doing readings. So I think we might have that conversation <laughs> that it's time. I think it'll be important. It will be good. So I want to leave you all with this today. There are good and bad people on the earth, just as there is in spirit. So that means there are good and bad psychic mediums and healers out there. Sadly, not everyone's intentions are pure, and it's important to always trust your intuition. Before booking an appointment with a healer, take a good look at their photo. You can usually see their energy in their eyes. But yes, sometimes we need to go through the not-so-great experiences because we are meant to learn some sort of lesson from them. Hence why Pamela and I both had some negative sessions. The best advice we can give to you today is to really try to do your research and ask your guides to guide you to the healer that is meant for you. Well, I want to thank you all so much for joining us today on the Divine Messages podcast. And Pamela, I'm so excited that you were willing to come on here today. And it really makes me happy that you're here to help me explain how it goes in this spiritual world out there and how to trust and how to keep going forward and use our intuition as best as we possibly can. So thank you again for coming on. And I want to say thank you so much for having me and being able to share a little bit of my journey, but also just even talk from both ends of it, from somebody who was very skeptical about everything and somebody who didn't trust myself to also being a part of in your teachings and learning everything the way that I need to and just letting me be able to explain that and share it with everyone because I think I think it's really nice to relate on both ends with everybody I love that so thanks Karina and thank you if you would like to book a reading with me I can be reached at www.divinemessages.ca or on Instagram at divinemessages333 or at the divine messages podcast Please bear in mind that the perspectives and opinions represented in this podcast are based solely on the divine messages interpretation. We can in no way be held responsible for the actions of our followers.